0: Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and this is Faith Over Fear. Today, we're going to be talking about Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. We're going to go through some things and explain this so that you can come to understand why we were typed to Jesus. And because we have moved into the office of sonship, what does that actually mean for us? So what does the job of sonship require and what happened to Jesus when he came into the job of sonship or the office of some sonship rather? So we're going to read from Luke chapter four and I'm going to start at verse 16. It said, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up as it was his custom. And he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So the first thing that we've got to notice here is that He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So by that being the case, by the spirit of the Lord being upon him, none of the rest could be done had the spirit of God not been upon him or had the spirit of the Lord not been upon him. So the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. So the word anointed is creo and it's through the idea of contact to smear or to rub with oil by implication to consecrate to an office or religious service to preach the gospel to the poor and it's sent me to heal the broken hearted now I looked up the word brokenhearted and it meant to shatter or break to shivers the thoughts and the feelings. He has sent me to heal those whose thoughts and feelings have been shattered and broken into shivers. To preach deliverance To the captives. Now, the word deliverance means freedom or a pardon, liberty, remission, forgiveness. He has sent me to preach freedom and a pardon, and deliverance and forgiveness and remission to the captives, and the recovering of the sight to the blind. Now, the word blind meant like mentally blind, okay? It meant physically as well, but it also meant mentally blind. And to set at liberty them that are bruised, to, to give freedom to them or deliverance or forgiveness is what the word liberty meant. To set at liberty them that are bruised. And bruised means to crush or broken into pieces, shattered. Uh, it means it's the word uh, throwo and it comes from to break or to wreck or to crack. Uh, I think one of the definitions was shattering to minute fragments and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And it says, and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So, It's vitally important to understand what he's saying here. He had been given a ministry, and he was operating in that ministry. He said, because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, the word preach there was the word evangelize. Uh, Preach the gospel, that phrase is evangelize. And it was all because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. Now, the reason I'm stressing that is because there are a lot of people that want to preach. They write me all the time and they say, I want to preach. I want to be a preacher. Well, that's great and all, but if, if God's not in it, uh, it's not going to work. All right. You've got to be called to that. You've got to be given that office in order for that to work. So, if you've not been given that, then you should probably avoid trying to preach, okay? Because what it does is it creates a train wreck of theology, and it, it just drastically confuses people to the point to where they can get no truth out of it. it. said, He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of the sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. That is is your job. Now, those of you that God has moved upon, that is your job as he is. So are we in this present age? So that's what he was. That's, that's what he was doing. That was his ministry. Okay. So we've got to ask ourselves, are we preaching the gospel to the poor? Are we evangelizing the poor? Are we healing the brokenhearted? Do we preach deliverance to the captives? Do we preach a pardon? Do we preach forgiveness? Do we preach liberty? Do we preach remission to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind? And to set at liberty them that are bruised, do we give freedom and pardon? to those that are bruised and it said in to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down And the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. We're talking about the ministry of Jesus. And he began to say unto them this day, Is this scripture fulfilled in your ears? And Luke went on to say, And all bear him witness, and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, physician heal thyself whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum do also here in this country. So they started off and they said unto themselves, is this not Joseph's son? Now, a lot of you have dealt with that. Is this not so-and-so's child? Is this not the same person that was doing this just a year ago? Or, you know, whatever people can say to try to degrade you or to bring you down or to decredit the ministry that God is giving you, they will try to do that. People will do that. And you've got to just move past that. You can't let their negativity interfere with what you feel like God has called you to be doing. Because it happened to Jesus, and it's going to happen to you. Okay? He said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Okay. No prophet is accepted in his own country. Now, the word prophet is defined as a foreteller, prophet, an inspired speaker, by extension, a poet. Okay. No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days when Elijah, in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months and when great famine throughout all The land was throughout all the land, but unto none of them was Elias sent, except Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of, and the name here is, it it means. Uh, Elisha, it comes from Elisha, or Elisha, okay? Elias the prophet, and none of them were cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. So you see how he came in. He was anointed by God to be there and to preach. He was actually fulfilling a prophecy that was prophesied many years before that. And when he had gotten done, they got mad at him. That's why he said they were filled with wrath. Now look at this. And rose up and thrust him out of the city. They threw him out of the city and led him under the brow of the hill Whereon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. So they threw him out of the city. They dragged him over to the hill and they wanted to throw him off of the hill. Head first, throw him off of the hill. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way. So they tried to kill him because of what he preached. And it was almost kind of a slap in the face to the religious people that were there that day. But well, you know, when the Pharisees and the religious leaders of the day, they, they felt like that they were in control. It's actually a lot like today. The big religious organizations feel like they're in control and, they were actually in control of the, of the politics of, that, of Jerusalem and of that city and of that country. They were under rule of Caesar Augusta, but they were given kind of a sovereign reign over themselves based on their religious agenda. And that's, that's a lot of what is actually going on right now. And if you preach against that or if you expose that in any way, Then they try to attack you, and it's just like it was right here in Luke chapter 4 where they tried to throw him off of a hill and kill him. That's exactly what they try to do today. They try to just absolutely destroy you and kill you, and some of them will probably physically try to harm you. I wouldn't put it past them to physically try to harm you to get, get rid of you because what has happened is... Religion has has become not about God, but it has become a money-producing machine for a lot of people. And if you expose that money-producing machine, then you're affecting their income. Now, I'm going to tell you something, and I hope that it doesn't offend anyone, but it's it's got to be said. God is fed up with these preachers that are just making money. They're just producing money. That's all they're doing. It's, it's a big show and a gimmick because it pays them. Well, God is fed up with that. He's moving past that. He's done with it. And you can, you can mark that down that he is done. And we have moved into a shift where only the sincere are going to survive. Only the sincere are going to carry on. We are actually in another reformation. We have moved into a brand new move of God and we are in a reformation. God is reforming what has become of the church. So all of this started out of uh, the 1906 Azusa Street Revival. And God had a very miraculous move back then, and a lot of people got involved with it. And some some of the preacher friends of mine and I have discussed it uh, throughout the years, and there was a time where you could just put a tent up and it would fill itself. People would just come from miles around, to hear someone preaching the gospel. They wanted to hear the gospel. And then the gospel became so corrupt that now people don't want anything to do with it. They don't want to hear about it. They don't even believe in it anymore because of all of the corruption. Well, the corruption did not change the fact that it was real. All right, just like here in Luke chapter 4 when Jesus walked right into their very own temple, it it did not change the fact that the son of God was standing in the temple. It didn't change that. Even though it really upset them and made them mad, it did not change the fact. It did not change the fact that he was sent and anointed by God to bring reformation to the world and to bring reconciliation to the world. It did not change that fact. But he was surrounded by this very same type of people that we are surrounded by and the very same type of religious leaders and preachers that we are surrounded by. So none of that was different. It's still the same spirit working today. It's still the same spirit of God, and it's still the same deceiving spirit working against the spirit of God. None of that has changed. There is nothing new under the sun. Nothing. What's going on now has went on before and has been going on forever, basically. So how did that affect Jesus? It didn't. He got up and he spoke what he was supposed to speak and when they took him out of the, when they threw him out of the city to kill him, it said, "But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way." And there were numerous accounts where he had just slipped out. It said, in one place in John chapter eight, he said, uh it said when they took him up, and stones were cast at him, said, but Jesus hid himself." and went out of the temple and was going through the midst of them and he just he slipped right on through so there was the point of that is God always makes an escape all right if you're doing what you're called to do there's always an escape so don't let religious people's negativity and don't let other people's negativity hinder you from what God is calling you to do you are in control of what you do. Now, I know a lot of people think that we are robots, but we have been given the ability to decide if we are going to follow God. That's what the Bible said, "Choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." And Paul later came up, came along and said something similar to that. He said, "Why do you stand in jeopardy every hour? I refuse to be in those positions. I am going to speak what God has given me to speak if the whole religious world turns against me. And yes, I have lost some friends over it, but it doesn't matter. I just keep going forward. If they don't want to move forward with what we're doing, I cannot lay back and just abide with them. Jesus hit the scene and he had a very short time to accomplish what he was supposed to accomplish. His ministry only lasted three and a half years. All right. Three and a half years. I have been doing this over three times as long as he did when he was in the flesh. He didn't have time to sit there and let these religious people, Bring him down. So don't you sit there and let the people that are around you bring you down. You stand up and you go out and you accomplish what God sent you here to do. We pray that these broadcasts are continually blessing you. We look forward to hearing your comments and your questions. We're going to get to some of your questions over the next couple of days. We have quite a few questions that have come in and we're going to get to them as we continue to upgrade the studio, we're moving into video. We're, we're trying to set up the, the uh, whatever it's called, so that we can come to you live. We're going to be doing live streaming video. We're going to be doing live broadcasts, audio broadcasts, and live video broadcasts. While we're doing those live broadcasts, you are going to be able to call in on a telephone number. And you're going to be able to interact with us live right there. You can watch us while you do it and you'll be able to interact with us live and you'll be able to ask your questions and get your questions answered. And if you have uh, testimonies that you would like to give, we encourage those as well. And we are looking forward to getting that done. We're working tirelessly to put everything in place and to acquire the rest of the equipment that that we need in order to make that happen. We're working very hard toward that so that we can bring you everything that you need to be equipped. We're also working on the website to put some things in place. We're working out our discipleship curriculum that we are going to make available on the website. Uh, That will be exclusively available on the website. We're working very hard toward a lot of things so that you can study with us and so that you can grow deeper into God and fulfill what God has called you to do. We don't want anyone to be left out. We don't want anyone to not understand something, and I want you to remember this. There is no question that is stupid. There is no stupid question. So ask your questions. Whatever they are, ask them. And you never you never know because I had someone ask a question one time and they thought that it was just a very elementary question or a very dumb question that they should have known the answer to and this, that, and the other. Well, when they asked the question, the way they phrased the question, it it actually triggered a revelation to release inside of me. And it sent me into a series uh, that I think lasted something like six months. So I really, really encourage your questions. Uh, we're going forward with these broadcasts. And we look forward to hearing from you. So be sure to write to us. You can write to us on our Facebook group. You can go to Facebook and type in Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield and you can reach us there. We look forward to hearing from you. You can email us. You can go to our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com. You can email us on the website. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Invite your friends to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Make sure to ring the bell so that you get notified every time we air a new video. Our goal is to air a video every Sunday at 2 o'clock Central Time. So if you can be around to watch it when it airs live, that's wonderful. Otherwise, they are all going to be made available on our website. You can go to our website and type in uh, the video library and you can access all of the videos that we have loaded uh, to date right there on our website. So we pray that these broadcasts are blessing you. We look forward to hearing from you. And until the next time, God bless.